0: Dear friends, the scriptures urge us to acknowledge our sins and not to conceal them in the presence of God, our Heavenly Father. Confess them with a penitent heart so that we might be forgiven through His boundless grace and mercy. We always should admit our sins before God, but now in this body let's ask what is necessary for all of us as well as us individually to understand and accept God's mercy. So let's draw near and pray together a prayer of confession. God of the heathen and the righteous, we confess that we have moved away from our commitment to Christ. We have denied your gifts, ignored your inspiration, and wandered from your healing presence. Yet we cannot escape your claim on us. Wherever we go you are there how precious is your steadfast love Strengthen us to do as you tell us as christ deprecated among us in jesus name amen hear and believe the good news god reaches out to us again and again that we may turn away from what is destructive and turn toward what is life-giving. God reaches out to us with forgiveness, assuring us that we belong to him, and he equips us to serve him. He forgives us, he encourages us, and frees us to love others. So friends, believe the good news of the gospel. In Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. us together affirm those wonderful words of the Apostles Creed I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ his only son our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost born of the Virgin Mary suffered under Pontius Pilate was crucified dead and buried he descended into hell the third day he rose again from the dead He ascended heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let's take a moment to greet one another and enjoy each other's fellowship.
1: Good morning. morning. Welcome to worship here at Church of the Palms. We are glad you're with us this morning. God has graced us with another beautiful day, and we're thankful that we can be gathered together as the body of Christ and the family of God to rejoice in all that God gives us and hopefully are rejoicing to be called and commissioned to go out into the world to serve him. So we hope you will find both of those to be the case as you come here and join us this morning. We encourage you as well to fill out the friendship pads, which are in the pew and pass those along to your neighbor. And We encourage you especially to note those folks who are sitting near you with the hopes that you might continue your conversation with them in the uh, minutes to come and after worship and underneath the tree. A couple of things to call to your attention this morning. First of all, uh, we have a big week in store for us, our Mission Expo is uh, upon us. And that means not just a weekend, but almost the entire week is given over to our being able to focus on the uh, work of God in the world as we get to be partners with so many people who are doing great things throughout uh, our, our not only our country, but out throughout the world. And we encourage you to come and join us for those things, including Wednesday night, there will be an, uh, a dinner that features our work in Iraq and uh, that will be uh, here over in the Campus Center and there's details about that in your bulletin on pages 14 and 15 that will be followed by a uh, a a banquet on Friday that you may want to come to as well as on Saturday we'll have a brunch to meet all of our missionaries and then on Sunday we have a great huge mission expo there'll be a big tent out there and you will have the chance to see all sorts of ways by which we are touching the world through partners throughout, uh, throughout the globe. So lots of things in store that we hope that you will take uh, advantage of and participate in. We encourage you to uh, sign up for many of these things. And so after the service today, our good mission folks will be underneath the tree. You'll see the red signs and uh, they do wish for you to sign up for all the, the uh, especially the dining events so that we can make sure that we provide enough food for you to come. So please just go straight out that way and you'll have a chance to sign up and uh, be a part of this great mission expo uh, week that is coming up. And then uh, two weeks from today, a week from next Sunday, we will have our congregational meeting. And that will be uh, after the second service at 12 noon. So you'll may want to plan your day accordingly and come and be a part of our effort to uh, rejoice in the year past as well as to look ahead in the year to come. So we hope that you will be a part of that as well. We want to pass on to you the news that uh, Fred Launde, a longtime member of our church passed away yesterday. Uh, unexpectedly and uh, we will be having services for Fred's family, Shirley and her children uh, coming up this Saturday afternoon at 2 p.m. in the chapel. Now the bulletin says we're supposed to do a little presentation of Derek Thompson, but I see he's just now making his way outside over to the back of the sanctuary. So the question is, should I wait for him? or should we go on to the pastoral prayer? I think we will go on to the pastoral prayer.
2: Let us pray. Most gracious and loving God, we rejoice this day in your love and grace given to us. We thank you that your intention for all of us in life is abundant in joy. We thank you that underneath all the struggles and sorrow and suffering in life that we have, your life is present with us. We thank you that your love comforts us in times of disasters and loss and rescue us from sin and error and invites us home. Nurture us as we grow in faith. Lead us to celebrate life. Bring us together as your people, the body of Christ in this world, we pray. Almighty God, we thank you that you call us into service and send us out in your name and for the sake of your kingdom and glory. We thank you for the water turned into wine and relationships made holy and joy, and people like Derek that we celebrate. Gracious God, we we lift up those who are not well this day for your healing touch. We remember those who are mourning especially we pray for Shirley and her family as they mourn for the death of Fred. Keep them in your peace and comfort, we pray. Be with those caught in places of violence and fear. Help us all be your hands and feet to feed the hungry and help the needy and protect the oppressed. Grant that your good news of salvation and hope might be reflected by our ways of living and our words and action. Bless those who lead us. Bless those whose service take them into harm's way. Bless all the missionaries around the world. We bring our prayers to you in the name of our Lord Jesus who taught us to pray together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven.
1: like to invite Derek and Alicia and their three girls to come forward many of you uh, know uh, Derek Thompson and uh, he has been a part of our ministry team here at Church of the Palms for five plus years and uh, he has been serving as the director of our student ministry the average uh, length of stay for a pa- a student pastor in a church is 18 months <laughs> So well done, Derek, yeah,
2: good job, yeah.
1: But Derek has not just simply um, filled a role for five years. Derek has been in a very, very crucial part of our ministry here at Church of the Palms. Uh, Derek and uh, his His partner in crime here Alicia and uh, have uh, ministered to our students and their families in amazing ways significant ways Uh, has really touched the lives of scores and scores and scores of our kids here at Church of the Poems and uh, Derek uh, embodies um, what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ Um, Derek's ministry to our to our students has been a ministry of example and presence he has sought to live out uh, the calling of God in his life before those who would watch closely. And um, we are just so, we have been so blessed, Derek, to have you as a part of our, our life here at Church of the Palms. And Derek is uh, on his way to a new chapter, Derek and Alicia, because you bring her along, don't you? Right, That's I do, right. Yeah. <laughs> As well as uh, their three children, Emmy and Avery and Isla, uh, are on this journey with him as he begins a ministry uh, to victims of human trafficking here. Uh, in the area of Sarasota. And uh, many of you may wonder, is that such a problem? But it is a significant uh, problem here in Southwest Florida. And Derek has felt called to respond to that issue uh, over the course of uh, this next chapter of his life. And we'll be working for an organization called Sela House, Saila Freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will, I'm sure it points along the way hear more about that. But uh, we didn't want to let Derek go without us uh, g- extending to you our, our heartfelt appreciation for all of your ministry here. And we have been blessed by your presence and blessed by all of your gifts. And I know students throughout, not just this church, but our community have been blessed by what you have done in our midst. And we have this, uh, just a token of our appreciation, Derek, for what you and Alicia and your family have uh, been for us here at Church of the Palms. We will miss you. We're grateful you're not going very far yeah, away, right. and uh, yeah. <laughs> we're thankful that we'll get to see you. Uh, I'm sure as as time goes on. So, would you please give Derek a round of applause? Thank you,
3: Thank you very much. Well, um, one, leave it to the youth pastor to show up late to his farewell. Sorry about that. Uh, I'm firing him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just want to say, one, uh, Lisey and I and our family have been richly blessed by our five, year, five and a half years here. Um, I just want to thank you so much as a church family. We couldn't have asked for more uh, for this church family. Um, you just welcomed us with open arms, and um, your support and encouragement has been a lot to me individually and I know to our family. Um, and uh, you know we came with one daughter, and we're leaving with three. So I think it's time for us to move on. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. um, but we are excited that we're not uh, moving out of state or even out of the city. We'll be here in Sarasota, and we really look forward to continuing our worship uh, with you all. Um, and this, we consider this our church family. And uh, I'm going to be in the pew giving Steve a hard time. So I can't wait for that. <laughs> um, But thank you so much, and thank you, Steve, for your leadership, and you've meant a lot to me personally, and I've grown a lot as a leader. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Let us continue our worship through the presentation of our tithes, gifts, and offerings.
2: O God, all that we have comes from you, blessing beyond our counting. Receive now our gifts given back to you for they carry our commitment and gratitude. Bless the use of these gifts that they might bless many people with healing and hope and love. For we offer them to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. And the children... I'd like to invite the children to come forward.
4: (laughs)
5: Music. Can we have a little music while we're coming down? (laughs) It's awesome. Oh my gosh, that's great. Welcome, welcome. Come on down. Oh my gosh, it's so great. I saw you guys waiting patiently outside our little singers from the chapel. Good morning. Good morning. Did you get glasses, Natalie? They're beautiful love them. Hello, hello. Hey Avery. Have a seat, girl. Excellent. So, I want to show you something while you guys are making your way down. Good morning. It's a test. Hello. What do you think these things have in common? Duct tape, sticky notes, post-it notes, and velcro. Yeah, Christian, what do you think? They're all sticky. All things that stick. And actually, I've been messing with this Velcro. They're all things that really stick to you. Like this duct tape will really stick to you. Post-it note, not so much. So we are going to talk about the part of determination today about the importance of sticking to someone. So I He can make things stick, your dad can, very cool. So that's what we're gonna, just keep that in mind, sticking to someone, things that stick. And we're gonna use someone in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth. Guess who it's about? Any guesses? Amy. Ruth, right, it wasn't a trick question. It's about Ruth, but it starts with Naomi. So Naomi and her husband and her two sons are moving to a foreign land where they don't speak the language. Everything's all hunky-dory until one day her husband dies. Naomi's husband dies, and she's so sad. But you know what? She does still have two sons, and she goes, I've got to keep living. And so her sons found wives. One was named Ruth. The other one was named Orpah. And then guess what happened? One of those sons died. And Naomi was so sad again. She was so sad, but she says, I still have another son. I have to keep living. Oh, my gosh. Guess what happens? One more son. Any ideas? What do you think? He died. He died. That's right. He died. She's so sad. But you know what? It's even worse than being sad because it's the only way that they could feed, for their, fa- feed their family. You needed your husbands, your sons, your family to take care of you, so (sighs) God is always a good answer, so Naomi decides that she's going to go back to Bethlehem, you know that town where Jesus was born, she's going to go back, and she tells her two daughter-in-laws, Orpah and Ruth, go back with your family, that'll be easier, and Orpah does that, but you know what Ruth does? Ruth says, no, I'm going to stick by you, it wasn't easy, they didn't know how they were going to eat, they didn't know how they were going to live, But Ruth says, no, I'm not going to do the easy thing. I'm going to be determined. I'm going to do what God is calling me to do. I'm going to stick right by you. So when we go up to kids' worship today, we're going to talk some more about what it means to stick by someone. So I want you to be thinking about that. You do try to stick by your friends? Well, let's pray about that. Gracious God, we thank you for showing us how to stick by our friends, even when it's not easy. And we just pray that you would help each one of us to follow you more closely so that we can be determined and do the right thing. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: be seated. One other note after the service we invite you to come out underneath the tree not only to sign up for a Mission Expo but also to greet Derek and his family who will be there under the tree to receive your best farewells and your blessings upon him so make a point to do that underneath the tree after the service. Our scripture lesson this morning is taken from the gospel according to John, the second chapter, beginning at the first verse. Hear the word of God. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine gave out, The mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. And Jesus said to her, woman, what concern is that to you and to me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Now standing there were six stone water jars for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. And Jesus said to them, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now draw some out and take it to the chief steward. So they took it. And when the steward tasted the water that had become wine and did not know where it came from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew, the steward called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first and the inferior wine after the guests have become drunk. (laughs) But you have kept the good wine until now. Jesus did this, the first of his signs, in Cana of Galilee and revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. We ask that by your grace and through your mercy, you may transform these words to come such that they may be instruments of your Holy Spirit to point to that word just read and to the word made flesh that we may know more of how you are calling us to be in the world for we ask it in christ's name amen <clears throat> i have a friend who knows a lot about wine he has a fairly discriminating palate when it comes to wine he can tell the good wine from a cheap wine me i can't tell boone's farm from bordeaux After all, I'm a Presbyterian minister. It wasn't until I was 40 that I realized the cup of communion was grape juice. (laughs) But my friend knows how to twirl. He knows how to sniff the bouquet and then to savor a good glass of wine. He has a wine cellar that contains hundreds of bottles of wine from all around the world. He's uncorked a couple of those bottles for me to taste. I've always felt bad about that. It's like casting pearls before swine. He also knows a lot about the making of a good wine. I asked him to tell me about that this past week. And what he shared with me took me back to my days of high school science and chemistry. He told me about the sun and the rain and the soil. He told me about the minerals inside the soil, calcium, magnesium, nitrogen. He told me about the roots and how deep they should grow. He told me about Northern and Southern exposure. He told me about yeast and fermentation and oaken barrels. He told me about oxidation. He told me about letting the wine breathe. He told me about the years it takes to make a good wine and how all the elements have to work together just the right way. It's how both science and art work together. He told me. It it brought me back, this this discussion of the elements of winemaking, hydrogen, oxygen, magnesium, calcium, nitrogen, it brought me back to that big chart that hung at the front of my chemistry class, the the periodic table. I used to have nightmares about the periodic table. (laughs) Periodic table was not my friend in high school. Nevertheless, the periodic table outlines the raw elements of life. All those elements that go into making life, all of life, what it is. The periodic table is the stuff of life. You and I are walking periodic tables. When you get your blood tests back, it's a list of what? The raw elements of your life. How much iron, how much calcium, how much magnesium. When you pop a vitamin in the morning, you are popping a piece of the periodic table. Periodic table is the stuff of life. So from the moment that two atoms of hydrogen connect with one atom of oxygen to form a molecule of water that end up somewhere in a cloud and form drops of rain that fall to the earth and seep into the soil in the south of France and are soaked into a root that form a vine that produce leaves and grapes that get picked and crushed and get stored and fermented and get bottled and get bought for too much money and get opened and get swished and sniffed and sipped and savored. It has been the science of the elements of the universe. It has been the stuff of life at work, guided by the artistic and creative skills of the human soul. It may take years, but water somehow gets turned into wine. All this, of course, makes the story we just read all the more amazing. It takes place at a wedding, John tells us. A wedding in a little town in Cana, just down the road from where Jesus grew up in Nazareth. In this little town, there is this young couple who's gotten married, a a common enough couple that we're not given any names. But it's a wedding, it's the stuff of life. You've been to dozens of these. Two become one and two will become one and someday bring together the elements of life to create with God's help even more life. So there at this wedding, they're dancing and eating and drinking and kibitzing and making solemn vows. It is the stuff of life. And the first of the miracles that takes place in this little town of Cana Is that Jesus shows up. Jesus who John describes to us a chapter earlier as the Word who was in the beginning with God, the Word who was God, the Word through whom all things are made, this Word which became flesh and dwelt among us, this Word who became flesh and moved into the neighborhood as Eugene Peterson says, this this Word who who was given the name Jesus, it is this Word who shows up at a wedding, who enters into the stuff of life, the periodic elements of life, the eating and the drinking and the kibitzing and the dancing and the sacred union. He he shows up for this stuff. Has not the creator of the universe got bigger plans? Doesn't he have some world council to attend? Doesn't he have some cosmic event to bring about? What's he doing at a wedding? John tells us that the word became flesh and showed up at a wedding reception down at the local catering hall. This is something. This is miracle. Earth and heaven colliding down at the local Elks Lodge. Not that anyone in the story really knows that. For most in this story, Jesus is just a local rabbi who's paid a visit to some friends of the family on the occasion of their special day. And and maybe Jesus would like to keep it that way. You know, slip in, slip out, kiss the bride, shake hands with the groom, leave a card with a check, slip away. but mary knows better mary knows the miracle of what is happening she has known it from 30 years back when the angel visited and said that somehow some way god was going to enter into the stuff of life the word of god would become flesh in her that that somehow some way the periodic table would be configured within her not to bring just about a baby but the baby god would mess with the stuff of her life God would take on the stuff of her life. God would be concerned with the stuff of all of life. So when Jesus walks into that wedding hall, Mary already sees the miracle before anyone else sees the miracle. The word has become flesh and is dancing the Hava Nagila in the middle of the room. And so as the stuff of life goes. The stuff does not always work out as planned. Someone made a mistake with the wine order because the party still has a long ways to go, but there's no more wine. They have run out of wine. In first century Palestinian culture, it is a disgrace. It is a violation against every Middle Eastern code of hospitality. You never run out of wine. Maybe a little cheaper wine at the end while they're not feeling the difference. But you never run out of wine. So Mary, seeing the miracle of word become flesh before her, goes to Jesus and says simply, they have no wine. It was the same as saying, someone is about to get humiliated. Someone is about to be made fun of. Someone is about to be bitterly embarrassed. Someone is about to have the biggest day of their life turn into the worst day of their life. So here it is, my son. This is the stuff of life. This is what you got born into. And so, admittedly, with some hesitation, Jesus decides to enter further into the elements. He reaches into the stuff, the the messy stuff. And because wine starts from water, Jesus asks for some water and all the rest is a mystery. The periodic table is configured such that what for us is time bound, a process is bound to the time of years. What for us is time bound becomes for the creator of the elements. timeless. The stuff of life is transformed such that no one has to be humiliated. No one has to be made fun of. No one has to be bitterly embarrassed. The time is redeemed and the party can continue. You will see the same thing when he feeds the 5,000 with five loaves or when he speaks with the woman at the well with her bucket of water, or when he meets the suspicious Nicodemus at night, such is the stuff of life. People go hungry. Women get abandoned by their, parents, by their husbands. Hearts get hardened. These, though, are the things that Jesus chooses to enter into when the Word becomes flesh. And he takes the stuff we have and he tries to redeem it. He, he works to configure our periodic tables such that we might find joy in the midst of the stuff. Not with some magic wand, but through the mysterious movement of his spirit. You've seen it happen. You, you have certainly seen it happen. I've actually seen him turn wine into water. And my friend, another friend, I'll call him John, in his effort to cope with a stressful job would look forward to when he got home so he could start to drink. A couple of drinks at night turned into a lot of drinks over the weekend that turned into a stop at the bar on the way to the train that turned into a flask on the train ride home. But he didn't have a problem until he lost his license, until he lost his job. He was humiliating himself. Someone needed to turn the wine into water. He found Alcoholics Anonymous. He found that Jesus, the Jesus he had known since he was a kid, that that he could actually be the higher power. They talked about there and the higher power worked on the periodic table of his life, entered into the stuff of his life and turned the drink in his glass from wine to water. Every time he sees me, he tells me how many years it's been since the wine turned into water. A couple sat before me years ago. She, the victim of serial adultery over and over and over again and there was nothing left to give. I need help, he said, too late, she said. But help is what he looked for, intense psychological and spiritual help, and somewhere in the midst of it, he sensed that the one in heaven had not given up on him yet, and the deep wounds in his soul got touched by the Word made flesh. The periodic table inside configured differently, and he began to live a different life, And the different life turned out to become an attraction to the woman he had so deeply wounded. And they became friends again. Or the American man I met uh, in Honduras a couple of years ago, who had years before made a visit to Honduras on a mission trip and said to himself that, you know, it didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how so much illness and death in that the poorest of all countries was the result of bad drinking water, disease borne by bad water. It didn't take a scientist to figure that out, he said. But it did take a scientist to figure out how to make the water in those Honduran villages clean again and with little cost. So, moved by the Lord of all the elements, they figured out how to filter bad water and make it drinkable again. And now the man commits his life to traveling the Honduran countryside, turning bad water into good water. On this weekend, we inaugurate for the second time an African American president. We are reminded that the time was not long ago when people of color weren't allowed at the lunch counter, not to mention the Oval Office. The slaves had been freed 100 years before, but deep prejudice remained. Not much you can do to change that, they said 50 years ago. But a young preacher began to preach. The gospel was proclaimed. The word became flesh and moved into the neighborhoods of cities like Birmingham and Mobile and Detroit and Atlanta. The word was proclaimed and enfleshed among us, and began to mess with the stuff of life, the periodic table of the prejudices of life, wherein people were humiliated and embarrassed and shamed, hardened hearts, unjust laws, vehement people, into that stuff, the gospel went, and hardened hearts began to soften, and laws began to change, and people began to see differently It was like water turning into wine. These are the miracles. What would we expect from one who begins our journey at the waters of baptism and takes us to the wine of the new covenant? Common basic elements, of course, but when the word made flesh walks into a wedding, things change. When the Word made flesh attends the font, things change. When the Word made flesh prepares the feast, things change. The periodic table is reconfigured. The elements are rearranged. The stuff is entered into. And that means, of course, your stuff too. The good stuff, the bad stuff, the ugly stuff. Even those times when all there is is emptiness, dry casks where wine once was held. Be not afraid, for the Messiah has come. The Word has moved into the neighborhood, He has arrived in Cana and is ready when you are to work with the elements
6: Is coming to you from the Sanctuary of Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida at 3224 B Ridge Road and it's presented live each Sunday morning at this time. Church of the Palms is a Presbyterian church, USA. With the new year comes many excellent opportunities and studies that are offered throughout the week for your spiritual growth. Past Watchful Dragons, Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. in the sanctuary for six weeks through February 10th. Dr. McConnell will lead us in discussing the Chronicles of Narnia by C.S. Lewis. If you'd like to learn more about the spiritual themes of these great books, join us Movie clips will be shared, and you don't have to have read the books or seen the movies to find this class helpful. When will the world end? And other big questions that arise from the book of Revelation. The book of Revelation is one of the most discussed and most misunderstood books of the Bible. It also contains some of the great spiritual truths and comforts of God's Word. Dr. McConnell opens up these questions and leads us to wonder what the messages might be. A Study of Hope will be held Monday, 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. in Room 209 for 10 weeks beginning February 11th through April 29th. Experiencing Christ's Healing Love Trevor Hudson's new book shows how Christ can transform personal pain and sadness into channels of love. We'll discover what causes pain and how we can learn from it. There are no classes the first Monday of each month. A class called I'm Glad You Ask or Questions Christians Hope No One Will Ask Wednesdays, 6.12 p.m. to 7.12 p.m. in room 206 for 10 weeks through March 20th. During this quarter, we will answer some of the most common questions asked by non-believers, such as, is there really a God? Can we trust the Bible to be true? How can a good God allow pain and suffering? We'll discuss how we can have friendly conversation about our faith, and share our own personal faith story. One additional item coming up next Sunday. The Suncoast Band will present a concert here in the sanctuary January 27th at 3 p.m. The tickets are just $5. Next Sunday morning at 9, we'll bring you another live telecast from the sanctuary of Church of the Palms in Sarasota, Florida. Presented locally on Comcast Cable Channel 189, as well as streamed around the world live on the Internet. This is Jimmy Lantz. Until next Sunday at 9 Eastern Time, when we return, may the peace of Christ be with you and yours. Enjoy this day, this gift, God's good morning.